Now, we've all got to admit, lockdown is hard for real estate agents, even more so in Melbourne. We thought we'd bring in property pro Adrian Sacco in Melbourne, explain the difference between the Sydney lockdown and the Melbourne lockdown for real estate. They're probably more experienced. And how did property react before, during and after lockdown? They've done it five times now. Stay tuned. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes, uh, episode 508. Myself, Michael Berger, Mark Novak, special guest from all the way down in Melbourne, Adrian Sacco, to talk about, you know that saying, when you think you've got it bad, someone's got it worse, and that makes you feel better? Well, that's Melbourne to Sydney right now. We think we've got it bad as real estate agents. Melbourne have it worse. They can't do one-on-one inspections. They really can't do anything. So that should bring a smile to our face, hey, Mark? <laughs> Absolutely. And then, you know what else? You guys have locked down for a lot longer than Sydney as well, I believe. Uh, well, at the end of next week, it will be officially six months of complete lockdown since COVID started. <sighs> Crazy. Wow. Crazy. So wow. tell, us, tell us what your lockdown is compared to us. I briefly said it, but go through that. And how long is this one planned? to go for? Well, um, lockdown, well, as you said earlier, this is lockdown number five, so we're probably becoming old hacks at it now. Not that it makes us feel any better about it, but it just some of the coping mechanisms are in place from a business perspective. Uh, you said before there's not much we can do. For us, it's about what we can do and how we can find ways to still assist clients, customers, people who want to sell. So there are a number of things that we actually can do in lockdown. The first one is our appraisals. We can't go into people's homes, so we've had to adjust, adapt, and we've done that via um, Zoom platform, Skype platform, uh, FaceTime platform, and what we're going in and actually doing is actually doing virtual appraisals. In some cases, I've listed the properties in, in a couple of the other lockdowns do, doing a virtual appraisal, and have actually been able, with our technology, to take photos in the property have them processed, have the property live, and actually even sell the homes. So there is actually, how, it really comes down to what you're willing to do and how far you're willing to have your client. And it's about adaptability, but you've got to have the tech in place. You guys are yeah. a high tech company in terms of real estate. I don't think we've, I think we're there too with some of the tools that we employ. So there's plenty we can do. I've spent a lot of my time in the, over the last week talking with uh, clients, talking with uh, future clients that are com- going to come on the market um, that want advice, that still want to... Uh, generally, when I go into a property, it's about providing advice and help, helping them set up their home so that they can get the maximum return. We can still do all of that. We just have to do it a little bit differently. Now, lockdown itself, yeah, you asked me about how long. Well, we've been in it about a week now, and word on the street is, is that we're being it till well we're going to definitely be in it till at least midnight next tuesday night but i i suppose from past experience if we don't see any changes in numbers or the numbers don't get towards that zero thing that they'll definitely extend again that's my personal opinion on that it's not anything anyone's told me it's just a pattern of behavior that seems to have existed the last four times i don't see that changing too much 
Yeah, Western, well, like they're saying July 30th is when they're going to tell us how long it is for. A lot of people misheard that for like July 30th will be out. But it's like, no, July 30th, yeah. in like in that two weeks, they're going to say for how much longer and then I'm sure it's going to be um, longer after that. But you made a good point compared to, and I think we've seen it all around with clients that they're not as um, worried. It's almost like flipping the switch. Yep, yeah, okay, lockdown, we do it this way. Um, it's been, I think, mentally for a lot of people, it's just been a lot fluider. But I also see in our market, it hasn't. We haven't had, really had that dip. I remember our first lockdown, pricing dropped, and then it skyrocketed. How do you see Melbourne with pricing? Maybe not for this week, but in the past. And what do you expect? Let's say this lockdown does go for four weeks. What do you plan to see in that four weeks and and straight after? A lot of people uh, don't realise, but we're across Australia, we're actually, I, I know Melbourne and Sydney for sure, we're in what we would call a self-sustaining market, right? And by that, what I mean by that is we're no longer got the foreign investment coming in and the droves of people and immigrants coming into the country and, and, yeah. and purchasing up and buying property. What we have got is the fact that a lot of people dismissed very early on in COVID in that people were going to be locked down at home um, their savings were going to go through the roof and that savings were going to be channeled back into getting into the property market. And we've seen because of that, like I'll give a really good example in the area that we operate, which is predominantly the Diggers Rest, Sunbury, Gisborne area. And uh, we also do some work in, in Taylor's Lakes, um, which is a surrounding suburb only 10Ks away. What we've noticed is that there's been a big push at the bottom end of the market and that big uh, push to the bottom end of the market and the bottom end of the market for us in Sunbury traditionally was that sub 500 or five to 600 price point that's gone our meetings now well over 600 in Sunbury yeah, it's shifted well. that quickly in the last 12 months so what we're seeing now is we're seeing that all that money come in from people investing right I can't travel and I'm not going to probably feel safe about traveling for three or four years so you know what I'm going to park my money into a property Hey, Adrian, I've got a question for you. Um, yeah. I was asked more than three times yesterday by clients, and I love your take and your take, both of you, and your take, Mike, on this. The common theme with clients that I'm talking to at the moment are saying, I'm selling. When should I sell? I want to. I, I don't want to sell at the peak. I want to sell just before it gets to the top of the peak. How are we looking? Okay, so, so that's, an, that's an extremely... Um, important conversation because right now we all know that traditionally spring is a, there is a peak in the market in spring whether yeah. it's as, it peaks as much as it has in the past not so much i think the curve's flattened a little bit but there is still definitely a peak there so if we're going to be in lockdown and we're coming out of lockdown sometime in august and we don't even know that guess what we're entering the spring market now if you're thinking about taking advice being 100 percent prepared to execute and get the best possible price for your property and you're not doing anything about that now, you're in a lot of trouble because you will not get the jump on the market. The market will get the jump on you. Yeah, and I sort of look, yeah, I sort of look at it going, well, are you, are you selling, are you cashing out of the property market and retiring or are you buying something else? Because if you're selling to buy, then I think it's more just do it at the same time regardless because what you gain there, you if you sell for more, you're going to be buying for more. So I think Absolutely. don't worry don't worry about it. If you're cashing out of the market, I still believe um, we're going to have a, a soaring property market until international travel opens. So 
if you can pick that timing, um, because until that opens, they're going to keep pumping low interest rates, stimulus, all that stuff, which is just going to keep in, inflating the market that we're seeing. So if until they say we're open back to normal, and then they'll raise interest rates from that, and then they'll tighten lending when that happens because they're going to have other sources of income as an economy, it's just going to keep rising. So I would be waiting until you sort of know where that deadline is. But if you're happy with the price now and you're not looking for the top top, so I reckon the top top will be that quarter before everything goes back to normal. So now would be that sort of little bit before the peak or you ride the wave. It could be six months from now, could be 12 months from now, but that's going to be the peak when they announce everything yeah. opens. Also, also I want to, uh, um, somewhere I want to go with this, guys, with lockdowns, very important. Uh, we can learn from what Melbourne's done because Melbourne's been locked down harder. First of all, before uh, Adrian answers this question, I want to say to people, it is irrelevant if a real estate agent is, if property values double for real estate agents, if the real estate agents are not selling properties. So every, everyone, everyone is saying, mate, market's great for you, prices are up. It doesn't matter if volumes aren't being done. So, you know, for our suburb, for instance, if there's – we've got a massive suburb called DY, there's 500 units a year. If there's if those unit values double the next year, but there's only 50 sales, we are stuffed. Well, that's so, what we're seeing in commercial. Yeah. The volume so down 70%. That's it. So framing that up for you, Michael, framing that up for you, Adrian – and Adrian, you've got more experience with the harshness of lockdown. How do you survive and thrive in the last five coverts? And how did your, because you've got, you know, you're responsible for employees, for other families, you need to pay bills, you're locked down, your hands are tied. How are you seeing your clients thrive and survive? Or if I could put it a bit more plainly and easily, what would be your top three tips to say, I know you're in the ship, this is what I did or I've seen done to get out of the shit in a lockdown. Well, the first thing that people feel is, is a financial pressure and that creates a number of other factors that run off it in, in terms of people need, really needing to get their property on the market in times like this. So it's important to have a strategy and that's how we've been able to get a jump on some of the property in that we've been able to work with them, get the internal photos done, get them edited so that they look magazine quality like um get we have even been able to get the 360 3d tours of the properties done during lockdown uh, with with the clients and have an amazing outcome i'd be happy to shoot anyone a link to see some of the stuff that's actually been done there but it's quite incredible but it's fantastic so that's the first thing so the first thing is letting them know that there is a path a path road out okay you don't have to wait till um the you know, the Andrews government says, right, uh, you, you can now do private inspections. There are things you can to be able to get there and support them. That's number one. N number two is the thing that will happen as soon as you come out of lockdown. Now, this has happened four times already, so I don't think the fifth time is going to be any different. History does repeat in this respect. The, the elastic effect, the elastic band effect. What do I mean? What do I mean is now we're going to get these I've got a bit of crunchiness. Can you hear that crunchiness? Is that your mic? Is, I, yeah, I can't hear it. It's probably you touching your mic. It's all right. Go on. Okay. okay. 
Yeah, so we're going to get this price, uh, well, not price, but we're going to get this elastic band effect as we come out of it. What do I mean? Well, what's simply going to happen is there are a lot of people who haven't adapted. I can hear it. A lot of people haven't adapted to what's going on in the market. What happens is in all of the people that have been looking for the property all of a sudden sort of rush in because it's mm. been two, three or four weeks of people not looking and that starts to get compressed into one or two weeks. They get desperate to buy because now... You know, if they've sold the property and they're on a 60 or 90 day settlement, they're absolutely desperate to get back in the market or, or to get it or find another property. So you find they make different decisions about their criteria. That's the other, that's number two. That's the other thing that's going to happen. You need to be prepared Thanks, for please. that once again. Then the other thing that's going to, my other uh, tip to people that are um, struggling is pick up the phone and call your real estate agent, okay? Call your broker, right? There is support out there and there is a way around it. The most important thing that I've found through this process, and I've helped quite a few families now through this, is the communication side of it and the planning and the prep. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And regarding that as well, I, I was just thinking then the penny sort of dropped for me going, compared to residential commercials in that lockdown rut where sentiment's low for business so there's not much activity. And I was just thinking when that flip when that flip will switch. And I think it will be the opposite. When residential starts to slow down, that's when commercial will pick up because when everything opens up, that's when business sentiment's going to come back and the confidence in business and that economy. So I reckon I was just, yeah, my brain was just going, then that's when it's going to be. Because the reason why residential's pumping is there's a lot of, Emphasis on working from home, being home, bigger homes, that's great. And that sort of confidence has come out of the commercial market. And then when things open up, then, yeah. So just to grind through. Yeah, and what you'll find is that, is that uh, well, what we found out here in Melbourne anyway is that people who have been, uh, like in those smaller units or those smaller homes and, like you said, looking for those bigger homes, can only do that moving it further out. Mm. Right, so there's only two things that can happen in a rising property market, right? If you're, if you're looking to change or upgrade, two things can only happen, right? One, you have to increase your price range that you're searching in to get what you want. Or number two, you have to adjust what you're looking for in a home to meet your price point or what you can afford, right? Yeah. So, so that makes you do two things. Like if you're looking in a local suburb or a local area, most most likely you're going to adjust what you're looking for. Most people prefer if they want the four bedrooms, the two bathrooms, the double car garage, um, and they can't get it in their area, they've only got one choice, move further out where prices are lower. That's True. definitely going to happen. On the commercial, I, I kind of agree with you. I've sold a couple of, uh, I've sold um, three commercial properties recently, and it's really, really, really funny, uh, the observation you've just made, is that as soon as we came out of the last lockdown, um, the sentiment in the, in the resi part of the market became really, really strong. Commercial wasn't there, and then all of a sudden, commercial came back with a bang. Mm. Yeah. You know, and property, properties that I'd had for a little while moved really, really quickly within a couple a two-week period. Yeah, I felt that the last couple of months, and then now it's just like that, punching the gut. All right, boys. Now, before we sign out, we're from Sydney. You're from Melbourne. How do we feel about Bruce Vegas getting the Olympics? Yeah, I heard that. Sympathy. Well, at least we at least we don't have to travel so far to go and watch it. Yeah. 
It's very good for uh, it's very good for Luke. Uh, Luke Brony, who sells a lot of Queensland stock as a, as a Sydney uh, buyer's agent. But I have to say, congratulations uh, from from me to uh, uh, from, and as a Sydney agent, we we did well. Uh, the Olympics was very good to us uh, twenty years ago. It was a it was a it's great to have that that pathway and that vision and that direction as a country and as a city. So congratulations. Um, well deserved and again, great, great for the economy. Yeah, but it's I think it's a double-edged sword because I, I um because I remember reading something that a lot of, it's yeah it, <laughs> a lot of people invest a lot in because they've got to do new state. Well it depends what they have to do. I know there was a couple countries, I think Brazil almost went broke for doing the Olympics because they had to build all the right. stuff and then they never use it again and stuff like that. So I know a few countries have struggled because they've done the Olympics. So it'd be interesting to know if Brisbane will have to build all new stadiums, all new this for the Olympics, which they typically have to do. Uh, absolutely. I think a lot more goes into an Olympics than an Olympics. And um, I think that I think that Queensland's got what it takes. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think I think there's you know I think there's climate. I think there's uh, there's you know I, I know there's there's some very they're very obvious markers of what you need for an Olympic city. But there's some probably not so obvious markers that you need for Olympic city. But I think I think Queensland's got it's going to have what it takes. Yeah, it's a, look, it's a beautiful city in its own outright. Um, so great. And I think a, a big shout out last night to the uh, Matildas who won their first game and. Great start to Australia for the um, current Olympics in Japan with the girls winning 2-1. Yeah, yeah they started the first, first game. Yeah, that snuck under the radar, the the, the Japan Olympics, didn't it? I swear I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, that's All right, wrap. beautiful people. Thanks, H, thank you so much for your time. Good luck, Melbourne. And uh, certainly, Bye. if I get quicker, we're all in it together. If we can help you guys out, I don't know how, or even something like this, this, I guess, exposure. helps. Yeah. All right. Yeah, ab ab absolutely, this helps, mate. You guys get off at least you can get in there and get it and do um, physical or face to face because that's what we all love. I mean, if you're in real estate and you're not in the face to face business, then you shouldn't be in real estate. So for me, that's the bit I, I kind of miss a, a little bit. But you know what? I've got virtual appraisals. I'm still out there helping people. So you know what? We make the most of what we've got. You're it's a dynamic true. man and a dynamic company. So um, Adrian, stay there. We'll sign out and uh, take care, guys. Yeah. No problem. Bye.